Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the sports betting network. We welcome you in on a Thursday, January 18th. Hope you're doing well. Got a jam packed show as we get closer and closer to the divisional round weekend. Two games Saturday, of course, two games Sunday, ending with that clash in Buffalo with Mahomes and Allen and Kansas City and Buffalo. Bobby Stanley's going to join coming up in about 44 minutes uh, from Pickwise. He's got props for you, NFL and NBA. Josh Applebaum, VEASAN betting analyst, uh, host here on VEASAN. Tyler Dunn. So we haven't talked to Tyler. Look at that lineup. Good job, big guy. Dustin Sweetelson with the booking. We haven't talked to Tyler Dunn in a long time. Tyler has covered both the Green Bay Packers on the beat and the Buffalo Bills on the beat. And when he covered the Green Bay Packers, Mike McCarthy was there. And he wrote a lot about the friction between McCarthy and Rodgers or whatever existed between the two. He's going to be a very interesting guest to pay attention to. Brennan White. We love Brennan straight from the trading room floor at DraftKings, and then Joe Banner. Joe Banner was a co-worker of our very own Michael Lombardi there with the Cleveland Browns. I believe Banner at the time was the president, Michael Lombardi the general manager, or in some capacity, and he's going to join in the last hour. So we are absolutely jam-packed as we welcome you in. Just quickly, an update on the numbers. Houston, Baltimore, still 9.5 with Baltimore Lane. Green Bay, San Francisco, still 9.5. A little juice on the 9.5, so could be headed to 10 with the 49ers Lane. it Sunday, Many storylines coming out of Tampa Bay and Detroit, and DraftKings has literally not budged. However, I will tell you this. DraftKings open seven, sitting seven with the Detroit, Detroit Lions laying it. Remember, standard vigorous, standard juice is 110 up and down. If it goes up, it's headed up as far as the number movement. And the line right now, 7, minus 118. So new betters should know DraftKings is closer to going 7.5 than 6.5 which is fascinating because across the market, many books and shops are still like where the boys are sitting at circus sitting six and a half with the lions laying it. Fascinating. Kansas city and Buffalo Buffalo is down to two and a half at DraftKings, but there are threes in the market as well. Boys. I say hi for the first time today. I'm all Shaw. What's going on? Not much. Great breakdown of the games and the line movement. You mentioned that Buffalo one potentially reaching three. Doesn't really come as that much of a surprise when you look at them being on their home field. 
Uh, looking forward to kind of getting into some of the things we're going to talk about today, particularly with this Packers team going on the road. So it should be an interesting show for sure. Yep, absolutely. 100% agree. And we've got a lot of head coaching news. Some news dropped last night, maybe a bit of a news dump in Dallas. We're going to get to it. I even have a few quotes from coworkers. Dustin Sweetelson, we say hello. Big guy, what's cracking? Oh, you know, just trying to get into uh, the prop space for the weekend. You know, all the props drop every Wednesday. And I kind of had a moment last night when I was sitting there going over it. I was like, wow, we only have a couple more of these left where it's a, where it's a real schedule. Because all of a sudden, don't look, guys, but we're going to know who's playing in the Super Bowl in like 10 days. <laughs> I, I, I just need to know before we get to that, Patrick, are you guys on a Julius Randle prop over tonight? Because I'm going to tell you right now, liquid nitrogen has been warmer than I've been lately, <laughs> right. okay? So I, I well, do have a prop for that but Let me just say this. If Julius Randle is dribbling a basketball, I'm probably on his over. Okay, here's the problem. Here's the problem. They're playing the Wizards on a back-to-back. -back. I think guys like Randle might get some rest. Hartenstein is your play. Wizards okay. allow the most points or the most rebounds dude, in the second most points to Wizards. for a while lately now. I got Hartenstein over 21.5 points and rebounds, and I also got him double-double plus 125. I love him tonight. You notice the big guy just completely plowed over. He's now so cocky. I tried to interject and just plowed over me. You have been jockeying Hartenstein for a while now. By the way, you should be a big fan of his. Have oh, you seen his Insta model girlfriend? Yeah. I think they met via TikTok or something. I don't know how, but I mean, he's 6'10". That's how. That, that, that's how he got hurt. <laughs> that's, that's how. Maybe he has a kind heart. Maybe he's a good person. Proportions. You, Proportions yeah, is how. I, I understand. I, I'll tell you who's not 6'10". What a transition. Mike McCarthy. Ooh. Maybe wide. Uh, I kid, I kid. Now, a couple of things. One, I've got one, two. So I thought about the Cowboys today, and my question in my notes are, are the Cowboys serious? Like, are they serious? And so I came up with four ways to fix the Cowboys. And then once we get done with the Cowboys, I came up with two definitive reasons you have to fire Sirianni in Philly. It looks like he's going to be retained. We do know that Jerry Jones, who's at 81, and 81, he's 81 years old. I, sports, repeatedly, it's kind of Amal and Dustin, it's a mirror for your life, right? Like, for example, when a player you grew up watching, all of a sudden their kid pops up, you're like, I love their dad, Delino DeShields. Anyone? When Delino DeShields was an expo, second base, just an absolute slick glove, he could run. I love Delino. When his son came up, I said, well, I'm dead because life is just passing me by. But there's benchmarks. Like, you remember where you were during a Super Bowl, who you were with, like, what was going on in your life. Like, sports is constantly a reflection, a mirror. For Jerry Jones, like, there's not too much time left. And I'm not saying that. He keeps on saying it. Like, the meetings he's having with the media and his team, he's like, look, fellas, I'm 81. We're coming to the end. I need another championship. And so I think a guy that actually, it's a bit of a fallacy. Jones, and you were there covering Dallas Sports Mall. Jones has been loyal in the past. And he last night announced, and of course the Cowboys announced, they were going to continue to stay loyal to Mike McCarthy. I guess it was a stunning announcement. It was not received well by social media. I can say that. And Cowboys fans, uh, uh, despite the 48-32 beatdown 
uh, by the Green Bay Packers, a fifth year from Mike McCarthy. Remember, maybe they're hoping for synergy because uh, I guess some alignment. The fifth year in Green Bay, he beat the Steelers to win a Super Bowl. So maybe, however, we're grasping. You know, he has won 12 games his last three years, 36 and 15, two division titles. However, the issue is last three years, one playoff win, and that playoff win them all was against the eight and nine Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But like I said, Jones isn't going to be impetuous at 81. He feels like systemically they have what it takes to win a Super Bowl, and he's just going with McCarthy. However, I'm not so sure it's a serious decision. I know you feel like they should move on from him. It appears like social media. And I wait a minute. I should correct myself. I'm assuming you think they should move on from him. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yes. I'm going to say yes. I do not. I know I'm in the extreme minority here. You mentioned it, the 36-15 and 15 record over the last three years, two of those losses coming against the 49ers. There's no way to sugarcoat what happened on Sunday. They played a horrific football game. It was over by halftime. They were completely decimated on their home field where they were dominant this year. But to me, there's a couple of factors when I look at it. When I look around the coaching landscape, who is it that you're going to bring in? It's probably going to be a coordinator, somebody offensive or potentially defensive that you would bring in to replace Mike McCarthy. That's a, that's a roll of the dice. Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick. Are they going to be able to catapult you from a position where Mike McCarthy's been winning back-to-back, uh, excuse me, not back-to-back, two out of three division titles, but really put yourself in a prime position, number two seed? Talent-wise, I think we're all in agreement that the 49ers are the best in terms of their 22 compared to anybody else in the NFL, and I don't think there's a lot of teams that are that close. So for me, I don't think it's a slam dunk in terms of moving on from McCarthy. Guys, where I see the problem that still exists, and it's not going to change next year, is number four, Dakota Prescott, is your quarterback. Until you move on from him, the Dallas Cowboys are not going to get past a conference championship game in my estimation. That's even assuming you can get there. Now, the reason when you asked me directly, I pause is because I have four ways to fix the Cowboys. Now, when I lay them out to you, fellas, you can tell me whether or not McCarthy fits into that box. If I were just to make a snap decision, Dustin Sweetelson, I would move on from McCarthy. Sometimes in life, there are people that are just good enough. Now, he has won a championship, to be fair. There are people that are just good enough, maybe not that edge to get over the hump, and he's proven 12 straight wins in three seasons. That's pretty damn good. However, he's flamed out in the postseason. Yeah, and look, the the way I come down is it is I never thought he should have been fired to be, or hired to begin with. So of course I think he should be fired. I think it was ridiculous hired to begin with, even though he's won the games he's won. The, just because someone's been a head coach somewhere else doesn't mean the quote unquote Dallas Cowboys, America's team, need to go out and get someone with cachet and this big resume. How about get someone with new ideas, someone who's innovative, someone to be ahead of things. Let's hear from Mike McCarthy. You spoke with the media today because he was flat out asked by Jane Slater from NFL Network. Why should Cowboy fans buy into him being the head coach of this team? I believe that uh, the, the direction, you know, the leadership, um, everything is in place. And um, I'm not very comfortable talking about myself, but I came here to win a championship. I didn't come here to get another contract or um, anything other than that. Um, I came to Dallas to win the world championship. And that's why I'm standing here and um, buy into us. I just realized... My mom's husband is Mike McCarthy. My, I have a great. He, I guess he's a father-in-law. When you're my age, you're, he's just no, my he's stepfather. stepfather. He, he's, uh, excuse me, stepfather. But he's just Mike. Mike is the best. Like literally worked his whole life at Ford on the line. And but like that, when I just saw him talking, I'm like, that's Mike. That's my stepfather. Not that's not the that's not the coach of a Super Bowl winning team. Like that is that's that's Mike. 
So is there any other clips? Because I want to lay out the four tenants for the Cowboys. That was all I grabbed today because it was a all whole right. lot of that. I think, I, I think it's fair. Now, you brought up Amal. You brought up, of course, Dak Prescott. But let's Before we get to how I would fix the Cowboys yeah. and let's see if McCarthy fits in. If Jerry Jones were to move on from McCarthy, don't you guys think he could have just two guys, a guy you guys love. Couldn't he have just gone to Vrabel and said, you can have the Cowboys and Vrabel would have been like, absolutely. Is that a decision? Is that an upgrade? Cause I do think it still carries the cachet, the Cowboys. I do not think it's an upgrade, but here's the thing where I push back on McCarthy. I think McCarthy's probably better than we've given him credit for. You mentioned the Super Bowl win. This was the conclusion of his 20th season in the national football league. Guys, he's won double digits in games. 14 of those 20 years. That's an impressive statistic when you think about it. I, Patrick, I, I'm looking forward to hearing what you've got to say on this. But to me, the one thing is if you make a change, sometimes the change, while on the surface may seem good or effective, doesn't necessarily mean you improve. Does this team have a 13-4 and regular season? Are they going to be better than the Niners, whose core is all back next year? Hey, I love the fact that you're fighting for them because we're not just going to crush them. Uh, speaking of Dallas Cowboys fans, John Goulet sent me a quote that I can read when we come back. Let's just say he's not a fan. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This 
is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Our, our next guest is a co worker, and anybody that tries to claim him here at VSIN, he's my guy. All right, Josh Applebaum, VSIN betting analyst, author, the Everything Guide to Sports Betting. You can check out the two podcasts, Morning Bets Pod and Market Insights. Also, give him a follow at Josh underscore insights. He is very well dressed today and we say what's cracking to josh what's up josh what's going on guys patrick i'm all dustin great to be with you and patrick last week we ran the board talked about all the wild card games i'm excited to do the same thing with you today for the divisional round games i i am excited as well the breaking news uh, dustin you missed this because you went on your uh, every commercial break bathroom break uh, Josh revealed that he is not going to the Mean Girls uh, concert tonight. Is it a concert? But his wife is. So he was a little bummed out. He was left out. Can you do? Do you, Dustin Sweetelson, know exactly what's happening with Mean Girls right now? Me? Um, no. I feel like Thanks I should. Playing though. along. <laughs> you should because you're all over Instagram. Josh, can you help us understand? I can't help you out. So Mean Girls, very popular film from the early 2000s. It's Lindsay Lohan. As, Lindsay Lohan, of course, as a musical, it's rebooted. Only, I think, uh, one girl from the original cast is in it. But Elise and all her girlfriends yeah, are going 40. to the, the musical tonight. <laughs> and uh, I didn't get the invite, but it's fine with me, Dustin. I'm ordering a pizza. It's me and Meadow. We're going to sweat all the games tonight. I am locked and loaded on college hoops. I am. When you're married, it's okay when your wife goes and does something for the night. Because, uh, you know, the, when the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> Dude, he got to the end of that sentence, and he just had no clue how he was going to end it, and he freaking nailed it. But That's we, what I love I about Josh plane, Applebaum. Patrick, it got dicey, but I landed the plane. <laughs> you, 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 you really want to play, Josh? You take a flight. You come to Vegas. We'll hang out this week, and I'll show you how to play. When the, I, I when can't the, wait to when, do that with you, Dustin. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Jo- hey, Dustin, do yourself a favor. Look up Lacey Chabert oh, no, in the original Mean all Girls. T- I mean, okay? she, it's, what, you know what she is? If it's a it's Jennifer Hewitt, Jennifer Love Hewitt on steroids in a good way. Okay. So all of a sudden, Canseco like in the mix. Um, Houston, Baltimore will run the four games here. Let's go. Houston, Baltimore. Baltimore is laying nine and a half. Josh, 43 and a half on the total to start off the weekend. Yeah, so one interesting note, Patrick, just to kind of bring all these games together. Saturday games, public's on the dogs. Sunday games, public is on the favorites. Now, if we look at this Houston game, I like Houston in this spot. My one concern is that Houston is a bit of a trendy dog. Houston right now is getting 72% of bets. I never want to be on a 72% side in a heavily bet primetime game in the playoffs. However, all my system matches are on Houston. I don't really have anything on Baltimore here. If you look at number one, if we throw away the percentages, what's the line doing? You know, it opened around Houston getting nine and a half. At one point, it got down to nine. You're back up to nine and a half. We're pretty much sitting in this no man's land right now. I think if you see the Ravens get to minus 10 late, then that'll definitely be a fade the trendy dog because the Ravens are only getting around 38% of bets. But Patrick, here's what I like about Houston. Playoff dogs in general, they're four and two ATS this postseason. They've been great to bet historically. They're 60% ATS since 2017. If you're a playoff team, a playoff dog who missed the postseason the previous year, even better, 67% ATS since 2017. CJ Stroud is six and two ATS in his career as a dog. And also here's the, the really good one that makes you want to kind of second guess if you want to lay it with Baltimore. When you get to the divisional round, if you fade the teams that are that have a buy, that's actually a really profitable situation to 
historically. Fading divisional round favorites off a bye is nearly 60% against the spread over a very large sample size since 2003. So that tells me that, you know, the narrative is going to be, hey, you know, cute little team he got there with Houston, but Baltimore is the big dog here and they're rested, ready to go. That's going to be a huge advantage. But no, typically these teams win the games, but we only care about covering the numbers. So actually fading these teams who are coming off a bye, maybe you lose a little momentum. Maybe you're not into the kind of the uh, kind of just the uh, the tough situation of being playoff tested. You already have game under your belt if you're Houston. That would be one reason to fade uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Also, Lamar Jackson, Patrick, is only one in nine against the spread as a favorite of seven or more since 2021. And keep an eye on the total here. It looks like we could have a lower scoring game, which correlative betting wise could be really good for Houston because they're uh, nearly a double digit dog with the total falling. It opened as high as, you know, 46. We're down to 43 and a half. Weather could play a huge factor here. It's going to be very cold, 20 degrees, 15 mile per hour winds. Uh, and John Hussey, the lead ref is 56% to the under. So I really like Houston. I don't like that. They're getting 72% of bets, but as long as they don't tick up to 10 and we maybe see this thing fall, Patrick, I'm leaning toward Houston in the points here. Josh, let's go to a game with a similar line, similar storyline as well. You've got a wild card team taking on this. Uh, Houston's a division champion, but a wild card team taking on the 49ers, the one seed, number at nine and a half, total of 50 and a half in this game. Yeah, Amal, what's kind of ironic is very similar situation here. Like both of these games on Saturday are almost the exact same carbon copy in terms of the spread as well as the percentages. If you look at Green Bay, we have another bit of a trendy dog here. They're getting 66% of bets. But look what, what has happened with the line move. We're sitting at nine and a half. Some books did were uh, showing 49ers minus 10 down to nine and a half. So I'm wondering if between now and Sunday, do we see this thing or between now and Saturday, does it creep back up to 10? That's why I kind of want to wait on both these games. You know, Green Bay does have all the same system matches that we just talked about. Playoff dogs, playoff dogs who missed the postseason the previous year, fading those divisional round favorites off a of bye. And Jordan Love has been great ATS as a dog, nine and five ATS. So my angle here would be I'm still leaning because, again, we did see that 10 get down to nine and a half in favor of Green Bay. I'm leaning toward Green Bay in the points, but I need I need validation because I think one of the worst things you can do or what you hate to see happen is when you get beat by the closing line. Like if you were to grab Houston and Green Bay plus nine and a half right now, and then between now and Saturday, both games go up to 10, you're going to be on the wrong side of it. So as long as these games kind of stay where they're at, you know, even if we see like if either of these games get down to nine, that's really further evidence of smart money going with the dogs. So I'm just tripped up on how public both the Packers and the Houston Texans are. But again, all my system matches are on the dogs here. I'm leaning both dogs. Josh, let's talk my Lions. If you want to lay it, you can find a six and a half in the market. DraftKings, if you like Tampa, you can get the seven right now, 47 on the total. Yeah, Patrick, I heard you and Eminem are going to sit together in the crowd and you're going to hey. get the whole crowd going here uh, for this one. But uh, did have a line move toward the uh, Detroit Lions. The Lions opened, you know, as low as minus six. They're up to six and a half. They're up to seven now at some shops. So did does, that does tell me early money laid the points here with Detroit. But I got to be honest with you guys, if you can get a seven, I'm going to take the Bucks plus seven. I'm not going to call the Buccaneers a sharp bet, but to me, it's a value play, really contrarian, inflated line spot in a, in a really heavily bet uh, playoff game here. So number one, Tampa Bay is only getting 42% of bets. Public is all over the Lions in this spot. Again, key numbers, got to always have them in the back of your head. If that seven pops, that's what I'm waiting for. I think there's one book that actually may be at seven right now with Tampa Bay. But here's something to bank on, Patrick. I'm gonna have, I hope your Lions win, but just win by six or mm. less. 
Uh, Baker Mayfield, 9-3 and three against the spread as a dog this year with the Bucks. Tampa Bay is the best team at covering numbers this year, 12-6 and six ATS. And what I'm going to bank on is not just a bet against the public play by taking Tampa Bay, it's their defense. Tampa Bay is only giving up 18.6 points per game. That's the fifth best defense in the NFL. Detroit's giving up 23.2 points per game. That's 23rd. So if we're getting a team that kind of can play defense, keep the game a little bit lower scoring, you know, big spread, if you can get a seven, I'm looking toward uh, Tampa Bay plus seven. Josh, let's go to what appears to be the best game on paper on Sunday, 6.30 Eastern, Buffalo hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Number toggling between two and a half and three here. Any particular leans or strong plays on this one? Yeah, I'm all, I'm looking for that plus three on the Chiefs. Uh, that's going to be my play here. I think there are maybe one or two books that are at plus three, kind of juiced up plus three, minus 120 toward the Chiefs. Now, we did see this line move toward Buffalo. A lot of these books were, I saw an opener of three, two and a half, two. It was kind of all over the place, depending on what shop you looked at. But a lot of these two and a halfs are creeping up to three. And I'm really surprised that the public is so heavy here on Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo across the board, guys, uh, they're getting 62% of bets. I thought maybe there'd be some love here for Patrick Mahomes as a dog, but because the Chiefs have been kind of disappointing this year, didn't win as many games as people expected, their offense hasn't looked great. You're just seeing the love for Buffalo and the bad weather and the snow and Josh Allen, you know, looking unstoppable against the Steelers. Public's laying the points here, but if you can get a three, that's going to be my play. Kansas City, it's almost like getting like the Dodgers at like a really low money line price or just a really good team as a contrarian dog. It doesn't happen very often. So uh, Chiefs only getting 30, uh, 38% of bets. Also a rest versus tired advantage, guys. When that game with Buffalo kept getting moved back, I mean, they last played on Monday. Kansas City played on Saturday. That's a two-day rest advantage for Kansas City. And then again, Patrick Mahomes as a dog. We saw it in the Super Bowl. He was getting plus one and a half against the Eagles. After the game, everyone who bet the Eagles was like, hey, how did I not play Mahomes as a dog? Mahomes as a dog is eight and one against the spread, 89%. And against Buffalo in particular, he's two and zero straight up in ATS in the postseason. So it's a great teaser play. If you do want to take Kansas City two and a half up to eight and a half, go through some key numbers, but I'm holding out for that three, and I'm going to go Kansas City plus three. Tremendous breakdown, Josh, and if you want to hear more in-depth coverage, Josh Applebaum with the podcast, Morning Bets Pod, Market Insights of the Divisional Round. Of course, Josh has got hockey, he's got the NBA, he's got college hoops. He's all over the place. Now, look, with Elise, your wife, out tonight, I'm not going to tell you how to run your night, but I'm thinking kind of a special night with you and Meadow the dog, maybe an IPA, maybe go get yourself a nice craft brew, you know, gummies, maybe just have a good night, Josh. It's going to be fun. I appreciate it, Patrick. I'll give you updates, you know, let you know how my night's going, but I'm pretty excited. I got to walk Meadow, though, but Patrick, you know, it is so freezing cold in in Boston right now. It's like 20 degrees. We've been getting snow after snow after snow. So, uh, you know, I've been waiting for the snow. It's here. I'm already missing uh, warmer weather, but uh, Meadow's getting a little restless. So I'm going to give her a walk. I'm going to go get some food, and we're going to sweat games all night. Doesn't get any better than that, Patrick. Well, you know what they say when it's cold outside, Josh? Ooh, what do they say? When the cat's away, the mice will play. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, great way to end the segment, my man. (laughs) <laughs> we came right around to the beginning. Des Moines, Josh, Steam. <laughs> Miss you, buddy. Have a good night. Miss Thank you, you for the picks. Thanks, guys. Thank and you. check out the podcast at Josh underscore insights on Twitter. I, I love Josh. Did you guys ever have you have you guys ever heard the adage that he used? Dustin, have you heard when the cats away the mice will play? Because I that's new to me, but I loved it. Oh no, I, I have. Just the last time I heard it was from an old lady in like 1996. I was. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> 
<laughs> Look at Josh laughing. He liked it. All right, we're back. We've got Sal from D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, and Baker Mayfield next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, right now you can get everything we offer for 10% off when you use the promo code SHARP. So become a VEASAN Pro, get the VEASAN picks, get the splits, get everything we do at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 10% off for a year when you use the promo code SHARP. Okay, we got you back. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. I, I want to encourage you to support independent media and good quality long form writing. Okay, so golongtd.com slash subscribe. It's very simple. Golongtd.com slash subscribe. That is run by Tyler Dunn. Tyler Dunn has long time covered the NFL. He's a tremendous writer. Uh, we used to have him on way back in the day when he was just a single man covering the Packers and the Bills. And now the rumor floating around as they say hi to Tyler at Ty Dunn on Twitter. Is it true you're married with two children now, Tyler? <laughs> it's crazy to hear your voice, man, because I vividly remember walking around, you know, along the Fox River in Green Bay, Wisconsin, just, you know, that's where you want to spend your prime of your early 20s, Green Bay. <laughs> that, that's absolutely where you want to be. Uh, but, yes, here, here back in western New York, uh, four-year-old daughter, two-year-old son, married, loving it. A lot has changed, man, since we spoke, and it's great to join you. You've always just been such a phenomenal dude. It's long overdue. It's long overdue. I'm thrilled for you. One of the good guys in the business. Ty and Bob is the podcast as well. But again, golongtd.com. Just go check it out. I think you're going to really like it. And a few years back, you wrote one of the best pieces I've read in years, and that was about the Rodgers and McCarthy disconnect in Green Bay. I bring it up because I wonder... Years ago when you wrote that, what you think of Rodgers now in his predicament or situation and McCarthy being brought back to the Cowboys, can you just kind of overall contextualize the two of them? Ooh, man, how many hours do we have, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. It, it, it's, it's always going to ruffle feathers and, uh, you know, pluck emotions when you write a story like that in the moment because Aaron Rodgers was still the quarterback of the Packers and he still won two more MVPs. And then Mike McCarthy, I believe was looking for a job and Jerry Jones kind of threw him that life raft. So uh, it, it was ugly. I mean, that obviously that story made nobody look particularly good, but it, when it comes to the NFL, that's how it goes. Sometimes there's, there's good, bad, and a hell of a lot of ugly. And I think that that was a case of egos just clashing where you had, a, you had a coach in, in Mike McCarthy who I had players tell me, like, you know, he would cite his work with Joe Montana, tried to make himself out to be kind of a quarterback guru. And, you know, to a point, he was a good coach. I mean, he did win a Super Bowl, and he did some really good things with Brett Favre before Rodgers. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers ever really respected him. And early in their time together, you know, Rodgers could never get past the fact that, McCarthy preferred Alex Smith over him and he'd be poking fun at Alex Smith in team meetings. You know, if they're watching <laughs> film of the Niners, he'd start doing the pea shooter thing. Pew, pew, pew. There's your captain check down, Mike. Like, um, and then, and then in the games, he would just change plays all the time. He felt like, I mean, he just had no respect really for the plays coming in. I think a lot of times 
Rodgers had a point. Like, it probably was simplistic and elementary, and they were at their best when he was freelance. And so it's crazy it lasted as long as it did. Um, but that's why they didn't win more Super Bowls, despite the talent that they had. And uh, I think you're seeing now Green Bay finally had the guts to move on from Aaron Rodgers a year too late, but they did it. And lo and behold, here they are, two wins from a Super Bowl with the youngest team ever to make the playoffs. Tyler, if you were the Dallas Cowboys, would you retain Mike McCarthy that has been done, or would you have moved on for him, from him and why? You know, I think we're, for whatever reason, we're conditioned to think that Jerry Jones wants to make the big splash. And, oh, it's the richest sports franchise in the world, of course. Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, all these guys are like, but that's just not the case. I think people are smart enough to realize you don't want to work for this owner. It, it, it's hell. I mean, he's, he's going to meddle. He's going to be in your draft meetings. He's going to have final say. I mean, yeah, Will McClay has a lot of say in personnel. He's been a force of good there with some of the drafts they've had. But, but at the end of the day, Jerry Jones just wants this team to stay in the headlines. You know, he knows that the bad news keeps you relevant. And um, I don't think they really could get many better coaches than Mike McCarthy. He wants a guy that he can control, you know, go, go through the history, right? Like other than Bill Parcells and that ended exactly how you think it would end. Uh, he didn't like Jerry meddling. You've got the Dave Campos of the world, Chan Gailey, Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett and McCarthy. I mean, when they hired McCarthy, it was like, what? I mean, that's, that's who you're going with. I, I think that, for whatever reason, we think that Jerry's going to get the big fish. I think the reality is the smart football people know you don't want to go near this team. You don't want to go near that owner. Ty Dunn, GoLongTD.com. You have a great article. Jordan Love and his general manager, they send a message to the NFL. In it, you talk to Brett Favre about Love. What did Favre have to say about Jordan Love? You know, I think that Brett Favre has kind of nailed it throughout the season and and I've chatted with him um, about five or six times over the course of the year and, and when Love was struggling uh, you know before that Thanksgiving Day game that was kind of the breakthrough what he did against the Lions he's like yeah look it's not like he's, he's playing poorly I mean he doesn't have his left tackle didn't have a starting running back Aaron Jones at the time didn't have Christian Watson a, a lot of chaos all around him but he, he said you, you want to see some of those make some bleep happen throws right like you want to see him turn chicken, you know what, into chicken salad. And you just didn't really see that magic. And I think that at some point he kind of turned that corner and, and, and gained a, a mastery of Matt LaFleur's offense. I mean, I've, I've heard from people close to love who say there, there's no blitz, there's no coverage. He doesn't feel prepared for at this point. Like he is seeing the field at an elite level right now. And I think that's kind of allowed him to improvise at times. And, and make some of those magical plays and, and tough throws. Look at that last touchdown to Romeo Dobbs, right? Where, I mean, it's, it's a blowout at that point. But he, he knifed that through four bodies. And there's a play that Favre had himself against the Cowboys in Dallas. So, somebody tweeted it side by side. I mean, it's eerie how similar they are. So he has kind of found that, that, that middle ground of not turning the ball over. He has one interception on his last 300 pass attempts while still taking chances. And, man, that's a good place to be this time of year. So I, I think that, you know, that's what Favre loves. And, and he says, hey, Green Bay hit a home run in this guy, and they're going to win for a long, long time. And I think more than that, too, he sees guys wanting to play for him, guys wanting to fight for Jordan Love. And I know that sounds cliche, 
that ain't always the case, right? I mean, you can kind of hear in players' voices if they really like playing for a quarterback or not. They, they love playing for love. Ty, you mentioned uh, they love playing for love. Can they overcome San Francisco? They're getting nine and a half on Saturday with Jordan Love's stellar performance over the last seven, eight weeks. I'm stunned at that number. I mean, I was stunned at the number versus the Cowboys. That's why I picked Green Bay in a blowout. I, I just felt like the Cowboys are front runners. You punch them in the mouth. They don't know how to respond. There's actually a video of uh, Aaron Jones even calling them front runners. You know, they came out of NFL films. I mean, that's, that's who Dallas is. Now, that's, that's not who San Francisco is. San Francisco is mentally tough, physically tough. They're, it's a different, it's a different animal. Um, so I, I get that they're favored, but I don't get the high number because I feel like San Francisco hasn't, hasn't beaten a really good football team in, in a while. I, I'm trying to think back. It's been a good month or so since they're out there with their starters, facing a good team. I, if you want to count Seattle as a team, I guess. But you kind of have to go back to Philly. I mean, and how good was really Philly? So, you know, momentum is real. I, I think momentum is real. I think it's all on Green Bay's side. I mean, they're rolling on offense. You don't know what you don't know. All these 22, 23, and 24-year-olds, they haven't been in these moments. They haven't been in these games. They're, they're not going to feel that pressure that San Francisco might feel. I think that Green Bay keeps it close. I think Green Bay wins. Tyler, I just have one minute. Yeah, Buffalo, you covered them for a while. You may even still live there. Do you like Buffalo over Kansas City? I do live here, uh, and I like Kansas City in this one. <laughs> I, I get it. The coordinator change has been has been beneficial. You know, I was I was wrong. I, I thought that it was a panic move. Joe Brady's been an upgrade. I just feel like Kansas City. I know it's the first road game, but damn, they, it, this looked like a team starting to figure it out in the win over Cincinnati the win over Miami, you know, it's these, these championship teams with these all-time quarterbacks, they, they just win these games. How many games did Tom Brady win on the road, divisional playoff round, conference championship, where everything told you it's a bad matchup, and he just found a way. I feel like Mahomes will just find a way, and his receivers, they won't screw up in this game, which is asking a lot, but I, I think they win in Buffalo. Tyler, I just want to wish you, your wife, and your family good luck on your move out of Western New York in January. <laughs> well, yeah, the fans, uh, they really enjoyed my Sean McDermott series uh, a month ago. Yeah, so you're not, you're sure not that did. far off. <laughs> Good quality, long-form writing. GoLongTD.com. Make sure you check it out. Tyler Dunn. If you want to know why Ben Johnson is atop the coaching list for many teams, they've got a great article to read. Tyler, continued health and success, man. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Oh, man. So, so great to join you, fellas. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Okay. At Ty Dunn on Twitter, golongtd.com. Coming back, Shanahan talking about the 49ers and the Packers. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, top of the third hour on a Thursday. That means we go directly to the DraftKings trading room floor. U.S. team lead, Brennan White, joins us at Brennan White 14. We were joking during the break. He's just flexing now with the notes. You should see the notes. It's my show prep for tomorrow from Brennan. So thank you very much. And as we say hi to Brennan, a huge weekend ahead for DraftKings there. It's going to be busy for you. But as we discussed during the break, you're a Carolina Panther fan. Ben Johnson is interviewing for the Commanders and Panther job tomorrow. All things considered equal, Brennan. I'm sorry, but Ben Johnson would choose the Commanders. Who do you want? the Carolina Panthers to choose for their next head coach? Well, this is a situation where beggars can't be choosers. So uh, I'll take anyone at this point. Um, <laughs> ben Johnson would be a great, a great guy to pull in. It's just at this point, I think our problem is personnel and not coaching. Um, and the GM needs to, you know, find a way to, to get an actual franchise quarterback in the building and build around him. It looks like the next few years are going to be pretty rough. Just a quick follow-up, Patrick, for you and Brennan, both of you. Where do you guys stand on Bryce Young after year one? The guy, not sure, or maybe look to move on if the right opportunity presented itself. Brennan, that's your quarterback. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm generally of the opinion that you should just take a lot of shots to find the guy. And I think he had a full season, obviously didn't have that many weapons at his disposal, but he looked awful. Um, I think there are some fundamental problems there with Bryce Young. I think the size concerns coming out of the draft are real concerns. He doesn't seem comfortable throwing the NFL-sized windows. He hangs onto the ball too long. Some of that might be able to be coached out of him, but because the team doesn't look like they're going to be competitive for the next few years, you're not going to be able to build around him on his rookie deal. So my preference would be to look elsewhere. Yeah, sounds wacky to say, but draft a quarterback, just accrue assets, and you have Bryce Young, you have, I don't know, a Drake May or whomever, and see what you got. Like, it, just add assets. I, I think I think there's still a lot to be answered by Bryce Young. I agree. Okay, into your notes. It, what's interesting about Saturday is over at DraftKings, the Texans and Packers are very popular underdogs amongst the public. Are you saying very popular underdogs with the number or also money line? Both, and I'm shocked. Um, I... We opened the, both of these at nine and a half with the assumption that the money lines would be popular. Generally, public bettors love big underdog prices on money lines. I did not expect both teams to be popular on the spread as well. Um, it could be that they both just played maybe the best games of their respective seasons. It could be the narrative that teams getting that first round by have some rust because their starters haven't played in a while. Both those teams rested their starters week 18 as well. 
it could just be that those are, you know, teams where they get the biggest odds on their money lines. Um, I don't have a great explanation for why they're so popular, but they're, it's getting to the point where even though we have both these games projected over 10 on the spread, we probably will just stay at nine and a half until these games kick. Um, it also kind of offers us the added benefit of teaser protection at nine and a half, whereas, you know, if we did take sharp action and go shorter, we would start seeing the public come in on six, six and a half point teasers. So, yeah, I think this is just a situation where we're going to close where we open and both these games are going to stay at nine and a half. Brennan, if you go back about four weeks, middle of December, when the Buccaneers beat uh, the Packers 34 to 20, what would you theoretically, I know I'm asking you a lot to go back a month in your head and think about what the line would be, because to your point, it seems like they're getting a ton of credit for that performance in Dallas and not taking anything away from it, but that's one game. Yeah, I think if you go back to that point in the season, we're looking well over 10, probably somewhere around 13 in this game. Um, the Niners then as well looked unstoppable. Uh, I believe they just demolished Philly. So I think, you know, at this point in the season, you have to make a determination about whether these teams are going to, you know, perform up to the recent performance that they've had, or if they're going to regress a little bit back to their mean performance for the season. I certainly think that the Niners dominate the Packers in pretty much every category. I'm really concerned about Jair Alexander's injury. I think given the sharp action that we've seen on Niners passing props, that this game could turn into a blowout pretty quickly. Brennan White, U.S. team lead, trading room floor there with DraftKings. Okay, I'm fascinated by how you've handled Tampa Bay and Detroit, so let's discuss this. I think the true number is seven. I think most shops close seven. You open seven. You stood at seven for most of it. I think you may have dipped back and forth six and a half, but it feels like every time you dip the six and a half with the Lions laying it, it gets hit right back up to seven. Yeah, this is a really interesting spot. So the public's all over the Lions. Uh, they'll take them at six and a half or seven. And at seven, we take a lot of sharp money on the bucks. So we're kind of going back and forth, uh, you know, as the situation changes. I have some concerns about Baker Mayfield's injuries, um, but we don't have any sort of strong uh, injury news on that front. I think that the true number is probably seven, um, but it's really just a question of how much money we're sort of going to tolerate at six and a half, knowing that, uh, you know, the Sharps are going to be beyond the bucks at seven. Brennan, great game on Sunday night between the Bills and the Chiefs. Chiefs have been a huge public team for a number of years. Were you surprised by this line move? And also, uh, you guys opened it at two and a half, is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We opened two and a half. Um, this game will probably get to three. I am in shock about how much liability we have on the Bills, not just in this game, but in all futures pools. They've taken on all the public money that we were seeing on the Browns. Um, I know they've performed really well recently, but their defense is extremely banged up. They're at risk of losing multiple starters for this game. I can't really explain why every single person in the world loves the Bills, because for the past four years, it's been that way, exactly the opposite with the Chiefs, where every Chiefs game we had to price in at least half a point of value just because of the liability we were going to accrue. So I think you'll see this game close three. I think 
we will desperately need the Chiefs come Sunday. Let me do this. We've got Houston, Baltimore, 43 and a half on the total. Green Bay, San Francisco, 50 and a half on the total. The one indoors game, Tampa Bay, Detroit, 47, and Kansas City, Buffalo, 45 and a half. Just go through all four and just give us a quick thought on all four totals. Sure. So Baltimore is the total that's moved the most. It's come down, I believe, three points since the Open. That is somewhat due to weather and I've sort of seen this narrative emerging about Stroud's weak performance in outdoor games going back to college. I think there might be some merit to that. Um, Right now, we've got a little bit of liability on the under. I would kind of lead towards the under, especially if you think that there's anything to the fact that Buffalo or Baltimore might come out slowly given uh, their time off. Packers and Niners, um, this total has not moved. At 50 and a half currently, we've got some liability on the over. I think the over is probably going to get hit even more as we get closer to game time. Uh, again, especially if, if Alexander has any significant injury concerns or is ruled out, I can sort of see the Niners um, passing all over the Packers secondary and then even having success on the ground once they build a lead. And we saw the game last week in Dallas have 80 points scored, so that's obviously going to be in people's heads with the Packers. Lions-Bucks, that's an interesting one, obviously. It's the only indoor game. I think we're currently sitting at 49.5, and and I believe that's uh, where we opened or maybe half a point off from where we opened. This game has the most liability. It's all on the over. Obviously, being an indoor game, Detroit being a high-powered offense with a subpar defense. uh, That Lions-Rams game last week looked like it was heading to the over at halftime, and then things slowed down in the second half. Um, as long as Baker is healthy and can throw the ball as much as they did last week, sort of targeting Philly's poor uh, secondary, I think that this game probably ends up over as well. And then Bills Chiefs, this will be a really interesting one. Obviously, people have memories of Bills Chiefs playoffs matchups in the past where neither team could get a stop. I think both defenses are improved this season. Obviously, injury questions in the Bills defensive front. Some weather concerns, but it looks like it's just going to be cold and not windy. So I think, you know, if Kansas City can find anyone to catch the ball, um, that the over could come through and will be popular. But we'll be rooting for the under with with these two sort of high-profile offenses. Brennan, you guys said you had a spectacular week from a betting standpoint last week. Tell us a little bit about how the game and the total and the Steelers played out for you. And then when you have a change from a game on Sunday to Monday, any rules or stipulations that you guys have in place, uh, depending on how much of a change in number of days are there, that the bets could potentially be voided or it's still action? Yeah, it was a really interesting situation. Um, Obviously, when we got news that the game was going to be moved, started looking at weather forecasts. I believe the total went up uh, like three points immediately, went up even more by the time the game kicked off. Uh, We still ended up needing the over. Our rules stipulate that NFL weeks run Thursday to Thursday, and as long as the game is rescheduled in that window, bet stand. Um, So we did have quite a bit of money on the under, given the weather situation, although that caused a not-so-great customer experience situation. So we did offer kind of courtesy voids to people who – wanted to get out of their bet uh, and had placed it before the news came out the game was going to be moved. So tried to be as customer-friendly on that front as we could. It ended up helping us a lot having two games on Monday. We saw a lot more handle than we expected. Obviously, for that game in particular, people had many, many more hours to make bets, um, especially with how poorly, I'd say, the weekend, Saturday and Sunday went for most public bettors. We saw a lot of people coming back in on Monday kind of trying to recoup some of those losses. So, We had our best performance of the season. 
uh, uh, for an NFL week. Looking forward to replicating that again this weekend. Brennan, great job. DraftKings U.S. trading lead. Brennan White. Brennan White 14 on Twitter. We'll talk to you next week, Brennan. Thank you. Sounds good. Talk next week. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. There goes Brennan White. DraftKings. Go check it out. They've got a ton of props. Like, more than you can. I mean, you do a lot of research, matchup props, everything over there for the postseason. Go check it out. When we come back, Joe Banner, Eagles senior VP back in the day, Brown CEO, Falcons consultant. He joins us next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, if you haven't already checked out our new website, vcin.com, make sure you do. We've got a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, and mobile first focus. So that's kind of the key here, is having your experience sophisticated and more optimized mobily. Time is money and sports betting, and the site's pages have been built to load quickly. But we've also expanded our educational content and strategies sections for both new and experienced bettors. You can check it out right now, vcin.com today. If you have any questions about the sun setting of the vcin app, please go to vcin.com slash FAQ. So again, all your questions answered at vcin.com slash FAQ. We got you back here on Sharp Money. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to be joined just in a few minutes here by Joe Banner, longtime NFL exec, 33rdteam.com. So he will join in just a bit here. We were just having a conversation during the break before we bring Joe in uh, in regards to Cliff Kingsbury interviewing for the Chicago offensive coordinator job there with the Bears. And obviously, immediately, everybody ties that to Kingsbury year this past year in USC uh, with Caleb Williams. Dustin brought up a good point, Amal. You know, that's the one year that he kind of thinks he struggled last year, which is almost the Kingsbury connection would make you worry. Obviously, the Bears would ask if they were going to draft Caleb Williams. Is there a relationship there with Cliff Kingsbury? No question about it. And look, you think if he can be a guy that can help you and make Cliff, excuse me, uh, Caleb Williams more comfortable, that's something you definitely consider. But, you know, we were talking during the break, when you look at Cliff Kingsbury's record, whether it be in Arizona or with the Texas Tech Red Raiders, boy, Patrick, it's, it's hard to see that this guy keeps getting be, bring, being brought back to the forefront. Yeah, he must have... Good people skills. <laughs> That's I would say that about old Kingsbury because he continues to hoodwink organizations into jobs. Thinking about flipping that Texas Tech job into Arizona, uh, that is wild. Now John Kime no longer has a job with the Cardinals uh, because he was a fired he was fired along with Kingsbury. But just the idea that you go out and hire Kingsbury is freaking wild. Uh, outside of that, Vrabel today interviewed with the Chargers. We've been having a long discussion about Vrabel and the Chargers, Amal. And not just the Chargers, but Vrabel. He's going to interview with Seattle as well. Yeah, doesn't really surprise me at all right now, just because a guy, Dustin Sweetelson said, is the man. Yeah, no, Dustin's a big fan of Rabel. Okay, Joe Banner, of course, longtime NFL exec, Eagles senior VP, Brown CEO, Falcons consultant, the 33rdteam.com. Y'all check that out. He's a co-founder and analyst. They do a great job. As a matter of fact, as we say hi to Joe, uh, they talked about it in a video over at the 33rd team, how the Bucks could upset the Eagles 
So good job there. And I'll ask you, because you also discussed that 30-13 Mayfield and the Bucks are a perfect fit. You had the Bucks beating the Eagles. Well, let me ask you, can the Bucks upset the Lions? Well, speaking for myself as opposed to the site, and I appreciate your checking it out, I, I'm a strong no. <laughs> I think that they uh, ran into the Eagles at the right moment. They're improving. They probably have done a heck of a job in light of the cap challenges they had, but I think the uh, season is about to end for them pretty decisively. Joe, you hired some great people in Philadelphia, John Harbaugh among them. What has allowed him to be so successful and taking it a step further? How do you like the matchup for the Ravens, nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Houston Texans on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough number in my mind. I do think the Ravens will win, and I think they'll do it somewhat convincingly. But, you know, that Houston offense and Stroud are as, as good as everybody's saying they are. Chances of scoring some late touchdowns and making the game maybe look a little closer than it is is very real. So, you know, I think we get a solid Ravens win. I think that the uh, the spread there is really tough. It's hard to make a case. You can easily make a case on both sides, frankly. Joe, do you agree with the number being difficult up in San Francisco as well? It's the exact same number. It's nine and a half with Green Bay visiting the 49ers. I mean, it's still hard, and I'd be worried about it, but I feel a little more comfortable there that the 49ers will have a pretty decisive victory. But when you get into those numbers around nine and ten, the risk of a late touchdown that really has no true indication of how the game went, it just feels like a hang on the edge of your seat. And, uh, it's a tough spot from from my perspective to bet on the the team that's the favorite going over it just because you get that that last two three minutes you're going to be holding your breath. Uh, Kansas City is on the road taking on the Buffalo Bills. They haven't played a home game, excuse me, a road game with Patrick Mahomes under center. Now they're taking on a Bills team that's been hot. They're laying two and a half at home here. Tell me how you assess Buffalo and Kansas City at this point in the season. Yeah, I think we're going to see what we've seen the last part of the season from those teams. and it means that Kansas City is really working hard to move the ball offensively. They'll have some success, but not what they need. I, I really think that Buffalo is going to win this game. I picked before the season, I had said San Francisco and Buffalo would be the two teams in the Super Bowl. So I can't very well change my mind at this point. I, I, I do think that the Chiefs have kind of been hanging on not playing as well as uh, they have in the previous years. I think that's going to continue. Well, just like you drew it, Joe Banner joined us, just like you drew it up with the Bills, right? They swoon, what were they, six and six, and all of a sudden rolling. Yeah. What, what's what been the change for the Bills? Is, is it just the OC change? Well, I do think the OC change is real, and it helped. I mean, he was smart about it. It wasn't like we saw happen in Philadelphia where they put a completely different system in right in the middle of the season, which is almost impossible to do. You can tweak it. You can add pieces. Obviously, you can call the game a little differently. Um, but I do think that that was an upgrade, and I do think that helped. Um, I also think Sean, you know, really, you know, I worked with Sean McDermott for a number of years. I think he's a great coach as well as a really good person. I think he really kind of re-engaged more aggressively as he had early in the season. I think he underestimated with Leslie not there just how much of his time and effort was going to be required. And I think when he kind of refocused, he got a couple of guys back. I think you're seeing him play defense now the way they're capable of it. They're going to have to get a big game out of that defensive line, though. Joe, you mentioned Sean McDermott. He's among a handful of guys that you hired that eventually became head coaches. What are some of the criteria, two or three, that you look for in a person that you think can make a good head coach aside from just the X's and O's? 
has, I mean, the first obvious, everybody has the same thing, which is leadership. Uh, after that, it gets a little harder, and you get a lot of difference of opinion. My own view is that the next most important thing is somebody who can identify and hire a really good staff and manage them really effectively. You know, when I, my early years in the league, I hadn't come from a traditional uh, background, uh, and a lot of people ask me the question, like, what surprises you most from kind of going from fan to, you know, football executive? And I said, I always thought the coordinators were important, but I just drastically underestimated how important that they are. And, uh, you know, so finding coaches that can find other and engrave, frankly, other coaches really well and then manage them correctly to me is, is huge. And then I, I don't really care what their philosophy is, but I care that they have a strong, thoughtful commitment to their philosophy. I mean, I was somebody that always, you know, liked to pass more on offense and have somebody on defense was really aggressive. It's why Andy Reid and Jim Johnson were so successful so many years. But you didn't have to agree with my philosophy, but I didn't want somebody that things started to go well and all of a sudden they kind of got away from their beliefs or maybe some criticism from the public or some criticism from the fans or even worrying about their own security. I wanted somebody that had really strong conviction. I just think it's very hard to lead if you really don't have a strong conviction can tell the people you're hoping are going to follow you very, very clearly, you know, why you're right, why they should follow you, and why they'll benefit from following you. So those are kind of my top three things there with the coaches and, and uh, what I look for in those guys you're mentioning, which I appreciate. Okay, Joe. Well, listen, it was quick, but it was worth it because we got your plays on all four games. The 33rdteam.com. You can go check out the videos at JoeBanner13 on Twitter. Appreciate it, Joe. Enjoy the football this weekend. My pleasure. Do the same. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. How you doing, big guy? Had a little dyslexia. Do have to admit that. Uh, there was a delay getting Joe on. It was not Joe's fault. It was Dustin Sweetelson's who uh, got the first two numbers of his phone number confused in the wrong order. <laughs> I do it. it, it you can't take. You can't ki kill yourself over that. I do it all the time. How many times have you dialed I, or texted the wrong person? It happens all the time. No, I know, but I was like, hmm. I just talked to him. Why is he not answering? I'm like, what number do we dial? Yep, confuse the first two numbers. Just like simple things in life, just constantly screw them up. I don't I know how I get through the day. I was just impressed with that third person, Dustin Sweetles. Yeah, well, I just wanted to point out that there was an issue, and the issue was moi. Well, do you ever, when you're trying to call me, you know, you get to the M's, M-E, and then M-C are close. Do you ever call Reba McIntyre instead of Patrick Maher? No. So what I do have, though, is I put my parents' names in my phone as their full names, not like mom or dad. That way, if I was ever held hostage. Right, because you're disrespectful. No, no. You, no. You, if yeah. I was ever held hostage, no one would be able to get in touch with my parents. Just have to give me up or kill me. Don't get my parents involved. Uh but my mom's name is Pam. <laughs> so stupid. My mom's name is Pam, and your name is Patrick, and you both are in my it recent is. calls. So when I go to it click is. name, sometimes I click the wrong P word, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, nope, wrong, wrong P person. Uh, I met the other one. Well, now I'm stuck on the phone for a little bit. And you're like, Mom, what's the open today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom, what, what's your lead story? <laughs> Pam, what are we leading with? Coaches? <laughs> all right. And then we get to the divisional round? All right. And that's what we're going to do when we come back. It's those divisional numbers here on Chart Money. We may be joined by Pam Sweetles.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.